Starting to get some sound. Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? Good, good. Um, so what we've done today is um, hopefully the bands are going to have time to come up at the end because, um, do you know, sometimes when you kind of, you're stirred by the word of God to worship, that's my prayer, that's my hope for today, actually, we'll, we'll be left thinking, I just want to sing some praise to Jesus or I just want to pray, you know, shout something to him. So they're going to come up at the end. So that's why we've kind of kept things quite tight in terms of time. So also, if you felt during the worship time you, you had a, a word of knowledge or, um, or, or a prophetic word, um, just, be, just be thinking, because it might be that at the end of this you think, I want to share this, it, it fits with what's going on. And that might really help someone here um, or, or a few people here to kind of um, meet with God today. So uh, just be aware of that, that would be great. Who was here last week? Yeah, yeah. it was great to have Dave Devonish, wasn't it? It's amazing. First of all, just a couple of practical things. If you weren't here because you can get here or because you were doing kids work, I really want to say thank you to those that were serving on kids work last week. Sometimes it can feel like I want to be down and and kind of hearing the the preacher, but actually you had a great time up there. You served so well and I just wanted to thank you very much for that. Um, There was a slight technical issue with the recording. Um, it It does exist. But um, there's a funny sound on it, so we're trying to work out whether there's a way of getting rid of that sound before we put it up on the, um, on the website. Um, but if you're desperate to hear it, you can hear it. Um, so you can email the office and say, can I have a copy? And uh, you'll get through it. It was, just, it was a phenomenal time. And uh, it was a real privilege to hear from David as he, as he met here. But he also came to our house for, for lunch afterwards um, with Scylla. And... What really struck me throughout the day was his glowing passion, his fervent love for Jesus. Um, And many of you would have known David for many years through preaching at Catalyst and Stonely before that. Um, And actually over the years, it's like his his faith in God has got um, kind of clearer and clearer and, 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 and almost his trust has become more childlike. Um, as he's got older and older and it's just it was a wonderful thing to see and uh, and I just felt you know he's retiring this year um, although his uh, version of retirement retirement isn't probably the same as most of ours but I just I just felt if you're of retirement age or, or older actually you don't retire from the faith keep going actually his his faith and trust in Jesus his love for God and that kind of ever childlike faith that he had was an inspiration to me and actually and in here people that have retired and stuff you've got such a a thing to show us and uh, and so I want to encourage you yeah definitely retire but don't retire from the faith keep showing us what it is to have a clearer vision of who Jesus is amen brilliant we've been going through uh, the book of Ephesians over the last few weeks, um, and really, uh, so if you've, who's been following in the Ephesians study guide? So in theory, let's see if this is right, in theory, you've already looked at chapter 3, which is the chapter we're looking at, is that right? Good, so hopefully, already, before you even came, God's really been stirring this thing, in this, this chapter up in your heart, and so actually, it might be even more rich as a result of, of God speaking to you over the week, that's my prayer. Um, the book of Ephesians can be um, chopped really into two halves. Chapters 1, 2 and 3 are really about who we are in Christ. 
um, it's about we are adopted into his family. So we're sons and we're daughters. We have received every spiritual blessing in Christ. We have got peace with God and with one another. So if, you're a, if you were a Jew uh, from the people of God or a gentle, Gentile, you weren't part of the people of God, you had been brought together. That's what we learned in chapter 2. We can know each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, which when Philip was preaching a couple of weeks ago, he pointed out that he can call Paul his brother, not because of where he's from, not because of the country they were brought up in, but because they are both um, children of the living God. And so that was a real uh, brilliant thing to hear. And then um, today we're going to be looking at the glorious riches of, of, of love that God has for us. And then from next week, it gets a lot more practical. How, in response to this position that we have in Christ, how then do we live our life? So chapter 4, 5, and 6 is going to look, how does it, what does it mean to be in Christ and have a good family life and a good church life and a good life in this world? Um, so we've got, it's going to, we've got one more looking at who we are in Christ and then we're going to start looking at how we live in relation to that. So today we're reading Ephesians chapter 3 and Doyen's going to come up and do our reading for us. So woo! There's a microphone somewhere down. There you go. Come, come up here. The book of Ephesians, chapter 3, from verses 14 to 21. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, for whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit, in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thank you. Let me pray. <clears throat> Lord, we, we thank you for your vast love, uh, your unsearchable love that you invite us in to search. I uh, thank you, um, Lord, that as we grasp hold of your love, it will do uh, wondrous things in our hearts and it will bring you much glory. And, and so I pray today, Lord, we wouldn't, we wouldn't try and contain you we wouldn't try and define you or make you smaller than you are, Lord. But if anything, would you blow our minds? <laughs> would you give us a revelation of your love, Lord, for us, that we might bring you more and more and more glory as we get older and older in the faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So a few years ago, I worked at a school for kids with special educational needs. And... Um, 
Every year I would meet up with the, with the head teacher and they would uh, do a little performance uh, review on me. And one of the questions they always asked was, what can we do to develop you? And uh, one year I gave the wisest answer you could ever give someone. The answer I gave was, I'd like you to put me on the minibus training course. Um, and, and that was a proper DVLA, you have to do a, a proper course for it. And they said yes. And the reason it was a wise um, thing to ask for was because I knew that if you were a minibus driver, you got to go to all the best class trips. Uh, like seriously, you could, go, you could go anywhere and it was, it was always really good. But the best ever class trip I went on was a trip to Chessington World of Adventures. Um, now, who's been to Chessington? Now, you, you might have had a good... Who had a good time there? You might, okay, so you had an okay, good time. Um, but I bet there was long, uh, long waiting times. Uh, maybe you got six or seven rides in across a whole day. But it was very expensive, unless you got Kellogg's Cornflakes or something like that to get you in for free. But this was a wholly different experience. You see, one day a week, a year, they close Chessington World of Adventures um, to the general public and they open it up to a few special schools. And so when I went, and I was the bus driver, I wasn't in charge of the kids, I was just the bus driver. <laughs> we went in and we went through the turnstiles and I had the freedom of Chessington World of Adventures. Added bonus, not many of the kids wanted to go on all the best rides. So, so I was free to go wherever I wanted. It was the most exciting thing. I could go left, I could go middle, I could go right. I started running around. I went on the, uh, what is it, the vampire rides. And, and it would go around and I'd stop. And no one else wanted to get on, so it would go around again. So I'd just go round and round. Or if I wanted to go on the log ride, I could just do that. I could go on the, um, the magic carpet ride and sing Aladdin songs and no one would think I was strange. It was the most amazing experience of my life. I had such a wonderful time. And I think the kids had a good time as well. It was a, it was a brilliant time. Um, but today... We're going to do something, we're going to look at something even more exciting. We're going to be talking about being brought in to the love of God. To be able to have the opportunity to search the glory of the love of God and to spend our, our whole lives doing it. I was at Chessington for a day. I had had enough by the end of the day. I've never been back again. But actually, the glory of God is something I am going to chase around for the rest of my lifetime. In Paul's prayer, he says this, that God, he prays that God would strengthen us in our inner being through the power of his Holy Spirit. And that word power is the same word that is translated dynamite, through the power of the Holy Spirit. He prays that Christ may make his home in our heart. Up until now, we have been in Christ, and now Christ is making his home in our heart. He prays that we would be rooted and established in love. He prays that we would be able to grasp how high and wide and deep and long the love of God is. He prays that we would be able to know this love that surpasses knowledge. That doesn't even make sense. How can you know the love that surpasses knowledge? He prays that we would be filled 
to the measure of all the fullness of God. That doesn't make sense. God is eternal. How can we be filled to the measure of the fullness of God? But it sounds amazing, doesn't it? So my aim today is not to try and summarize the love of God. My aim is, I don't want to kind of package it up in some neat little box or a little card that you can put on your mantelpiece. My aim is that God would open up in us a Pandora's box of, of his love. So we know actually we have got so much adventure in the love of God to go and look through. It's going to be an exciting time. I don't want to define the love of God. If anything, my prayer is that God would open this box that by the power of his Holy Spirit, he would open our eyes to the vastness, to the greatness, to the wonder, to the joy, to the everlasting beauty of the love of God. Are you up for that? Yeah. Okay. When I went through the turnstiles at Chessington World of Adventures, I didn't know what I was going to start doing. I just knew I had to look around as quickly as I could and work it out. And uh, because this world of adventures had been opened up to me, but... What I did know in that moment, I was determined to seize the opportunity. And in the same way, my prayer is that this incredible love of God that he has opened up to us, we would learn to enjoy it through the power of his spirit. And do you know what? Um, it's one of the great things about going to somewhere like Chessington is enjoying it with other people. But as we go through this, this talk today, as I talk uh, today, I want you to kind of have this picture of, of actually the Holy Spirit coming to you. And it's like he says to me, I'm going to hold your hand. And he says to you, I'm going to hold your hand. And together, we're going to go and explore the love of God. Because it's only through the power of his Holy Spirit that we can know this love. Amen. So in order to do this, I'm going to hone in on verse um, 17 and 18. Um, if it could come up, that would be helpful. And we're going to spend some time meditating on it and really thinking it through. Now, this isn't, um, I'm not going to explain exactly what Paul meant by the height and the width and the length of the love of God. But I'm going to ask us to use our imaginations to think about it. Because as we do that, we'll kind of be caught up in something of the love of God. So we're going to look at the height, the width, the depth and the length of the love of God. God's love is high. Psalm 36 says, your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. When I think of the height of the love of God, I think of the universe. So often I think of the cosmos. We were out in Wales last weekend, uh, a couple of days ago, and at night the stars would come out and it just makes you think of the glory of God. We sang that song in Great Is Your Faithfulness and, um, and it, it talks about the star. Is it the stars in their course? There you go. It makes you just start thinking about the glory of God in his creation. And um, I just want to read. No, what do I want to do? No, sorry, it's up on here. Um, scientists, um, actually, when they look at the, um, the amazing creation, uh, not that they would necessarily call it creation, but they just see a real amazing balance and glory in it. So just after Stephen Hawkins had died, um, someone, a scientist, he wasn't a believer, but he, he wrote an article. Um, it's an interesting article about did, did, did Hawkins accidentally open up the door a little bit more to theism which so if you're interested in reading that that would be you come and ask me about it but I loved his starting um, quote it says this 
Scientists have discovered a surprising fact about our universe in the past 40 years. Against incredible odds, the numbers in basic physics are exactly as they would need to be to accommodate the possibility of life. If gravity had been slightly weaker, stars would not have exploded into supernova and a crucial source of many of the heavier elements involved in life. Conversely, if gravity was slightly stronger, conditions created to do the lighter elements involved in life would not have been created. Um, This is just one example, and there are many others, of the fine-tuning of the laws of physics. I slightly changed that quote just to make it make slightly more sense in this um, situation. Um, so there was this sense of, uh, you can move it on now, there's, a, there's a, a kind of sense of there's this balance in play in the whole of, of the cosmos in, able, in, in order for us to be able to live. Um, a Nobel Prize winning astrophysic guy called uh, Arno Penza uh, wrote a, a book And um, I'm quoting from his book, which says this. "Um, The best data we have are exactly what I would have predicted had I nothing to go on but the five books of Moses, the Psalms, and the Bible as a whole. And I wonder when he wrote that, whether he was thinking of Psalms like Psalm 8. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? Human beings that you care for them. And yet God does care for us. In Genesis, we're told that we are the pinnacle of his creation. Everything else was good. We were very good. In Jesus, God had to make this universe in exactly the way he made it in order to, for us to exist in the way that we are existing. And the reason he did that was because he wanted you to live. He wanted to have a relationship with you. Ephesians chapter 1 says, verse 4, For he chose us in him before what? before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. Why? Because in love he predestined us to be adopted as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. All of creation, the whole cosmos, demonstrates something of the height of the love of God. Amen? God's love is wide. Just to warn you, when I get to deep, I'm going to ask a couple of you for an answer for this. God's love is wide. When I think of the wide love of God, I thank God for, for him bringing people from every nation, tribe, people group and language into his family. Ephesians chapter 2 says, Jesus brought the good news of peace to you Gentiles, the people that didn't know God, uh, that didn't know God, who were far away from him, and peace uh, to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the Holy Spirit because of what he has done for us. So it's this sense of the width of love. It's like God says, I'm going to call my my people and I'm going to call people that don't know me and they are all going to be part of my family and they are going to know the love of the father that's exciting isn't it Ephesians chapter 3 just before we get to this point it says God's purpose was now through the church 
the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms. For some reason, my family have just got into Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I don't know where that came from. But that word that is translated technicolor or um, uh, richly ornamented is the same root word as uh, the word manifold. So there's this kind of sense of the manifold, the multicolored wisdom of God is, is what God is bringing in the church. And so when we think about people coming from every tribe, people group, nation and language, it's demonstrating something of the glory of God's creation in a congregation. Isn't that exciting? So God's love is wide. And that's why I can say you're my brother or you're my sister. Because we're, not because we're part of the same physical family or the same tribe or the same country, but because in Christ we are part of the same family together. Amen? Amen. God's love, here we go. God's love is deep. Can, you, what, can I have a couple of people? What do you think of when you think of the depth of the love of God? Any answers? It doesn't have to be long. I don't want it to be long. <laughs> go on. You can't get to the bottom of it. It's unfathomable. Yes, unfathomable. He searches the innermost being. When I go to the depths, you're there. Yeah, any others? It doesn't make sense. It's true. <laughs> yes, definitely. It's baffling, isn't it? I think there's something about the height that draws me up to look, but there's something about the depth that is just unknown and quite scary almost. Yes. Like if I'm in a little boat on the sea, I, it's like I want to know what's down there, but also I kind of don't. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you knew. Any others? Submarines, you think of submarines? Fair play. <laughs> Go for it. Any in the balcony? No matter what you've done before, how far you've turned from God, and how, yeah, how, how much you've turned your back on Him, it will still come running out after you. Brilliant. Brilliant. One more. Well done. One more, one more. Let's have one more. Unseen. Unseen. You can't get to the bottom of it, it's, it's unseeable. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. They're all correct. They're all right. This is a meditation. So we're, we're thinking, of, we're kind of unpacking it. There's no right or wrong answer in that sense. But uh, when I think of the love, the depth of the love of God, I, I often think about how, how Christ came down to our level in order to rescue us from our sin. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, But God, being rich in mercy... Because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, made us alive with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Did you hear that? He loved you even when you were dead in your sins. When I, when I picture Christ, I, I picture him coming like down on his knees and he's looking at me and he's looking at you and he's saying, man, this isn't great down here, is it? I, this, isn't, this isn't life for you, is it? It's like you're stuck in a pit, but he is there with you. And he says, do you want to get up? Yeah. And we respond by saying, yes, please. And he picks us up and he puts us on a rock. Isn't that amazing? That's, that's the depth of the love of Christ for us. I love what Zara said, actually. That sense of you are not a statistic. It's like Jesus comes down and says, you think you're nothing. You think you're worthless. Can I pick you up? 
And can I put you on a new foundation? If you're here and you think, I don't feel valued. I don't see why God would love me. I don't see why he would care for me. Jesus says, I come down to you. I loved you when you were dead in your sin. Do you want to come alive again? And then he lifts you up and he puts you on a new foundation, a foundation of love. Isn't it incredible? Isn't it beautiful? I love that picture as well of Jesus coming to serve. Not to, not to be served. I've come to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. It's a beautiful analogy. It's not even an analogy. It's a beautiful thing that he did for us. He came to serve us. God came down. God came down. That's outrageous. It's outrageous. And yet it's a demonstration of his deep love for us. God's love finally is long. We get to spend eternity with him. When I went to Chessington World of Adventures, I had a wonderful time. But by the end, I was feeling dizzy and sick. And I didn't want to go back again. I've never wanted to go. If the kids wanted to go back, maybe I would. But I know I'm never going to experience it in the same way as I did on that day. So it doesn't even... I'm like, no, that's all right. Sometimes when I think about eternity, I think, do I really want to live in the presence of God for eternity? Isn't that just going to get a bit boring after a while? <laughs> I know, I, don't worry. I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm, t- I'm taking us down. We'll come back up in a minute. All right, don't worry. Don't worry. Do I- <laughs> don't panic. Um, do, do I really want to do that? It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. She's there. She's there. But the thing, the thing is, sometimes we can, we can not understand the love of God and we don't bother to spend time working out the love of God. So it's like he's a, it's a little card on our mantelpiece. Oh, God loves me. That's nice. Every now and then you take a glance, you remember the love of God and then you get on living your life. But that's not what it is. The love of God is like a Pandora's box that explodes and we go and explore. It's a bit like a TARDIS. Any Doctor Who fans? Not many. Oh, there's one, sorry. sorry. Doctor Who, I, I, you know, it's that sense of on the outside it all just looks small and you can kind of define it. Then you go inside and actually you find it's massive and you find that you can, you can go and explore time and eternity and all space with the thing. That's a bit like the love of God. We kind of, we're presented with God's love is high and deep and wide and it, it can look like, yeah, that's, that's good. And then you step in and you find the vastness and the glory of it. And this is going to be an exciting an adventure. And uh, at the end of C.S. Lewis's Narnia, you'll be pleased to know I'm not going to quote uh, Narnia so much after this because we've got to the end of it. So, <laughs> but in the closing lines in the, battle of Nar- in, in the, in the last battle, it says this. Lucy said, I see now. The garden is like the stable. It's far bigger inside than on the outside. Of course, daughter of Eve, said the fawn. The further up and further in you go, the bigger everything gets. The inside is larger than the outside. Lucy looked hard at the garden and saw that it wasn't really a garden, but a whole world with rivers and woods and seas and mountains. But they were not strange. She knew them all. See, she said, this is still Narnia and more real and more beautiful than the Narnia down below. A world within world. Narnia within Narnia. Yes, said Mr. Tomnus, like an onion. 
except as you continue to go in and in, each circle is larger than the last. See, the more we press into the love of Christ, the bigger our perspective of him becomes. This is why people like Dave Devonish are awestruck by the love of God in increasing and increasing measure. Because it's like he's stepping deeper into the love of God. As we get old, our physical eyesight begins to fail. But actually, the, more, the older we get in Christ, it's like our, eyes, our spiritual eyes get more and more clear. In another verse, Paul says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away. On the inside we're being renewed day by day by day. If God is holding this whole universe in his hands, if he's the one holding it all, if he is in every physical and spiritual kind of sense of the word holding all this, why are we surprised that we will not enjoy loving, uh, exploring him forever and ever and ever. Why would we think we could ever get to the end of the love of God? It's an exciting eternity we have in store. And guess when eternity starts? Today. Starts today. So let's let's be people that, that just pursue that love the love of God. That say, I'm going to learn more and more about the love, lovers of God as much as I can in this life because I know that it goes on throughout eternity. And do you know what? When we pr- share the gospel with other people, if we just have a card like, he, you know, here we go. Here's my card for you. Jesus loves you. That's not going to excite them. They're going to look at that and say, oh, okay, thank you very much. Actually, if they can see in your expression something of a revelation of the love of God... It's going to do something phenomenal in them. They're going to be like, I want whatever it is you've got. And so let's press into the love of God. To him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. According to his great power, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and ever. Amen. Amen. So we stand together.